Before we start this week's podcast, we'd like to encourage our listeners to consider donating to the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund. It's a nonprofit organization that fights for racial justice through litigation, advocacy, and public education. They seek structural changes to expand democracy, eliminate disparities, and achieve racial justice in a society that fulfills the promise of equality for all Americans. Visit www.naacp.com. LDF.org to donate to an incredibly important cause. Welcome back to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening, everyone. It is a very happy Thursday for us here on the Drinking and Talking Podcast here. Because we have a wonderful, exciting episode. I, I, I don't even know the adjectives to describe it just because I'm so excited for this tonight. We are having uh, a fantasy roundtable, so to speak, of, of some of the best in the business, you could say. Some of our favorite people out there in fantasy football. They're joining us here on the show, and we are just going to have a roundtable discussion of all things fantasy football for the 2020 season and most likely some things that are not fantasy football related. Let's be honest. It's going to be all over the board. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to get into it. But first things first, Jacob, how are you doing this evening, sir? I'm so excited for what's about to go down. Um, You're so excited you broke into song. That might be the first time (laughs) I've ever broken into song. And surely the last that I will break into song on this podcast. No, man, I'm so excited. This is going to be... It was worthy of song, though, wasn't it? It was. I don't appreciate that you called me Shirley, though. My name is Dustin, not Shirley. God damn you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. Fine. We'll leave that in, I guess. We're not going to edit that out uh, because you have control of the editing. So That's I'm right. I'm sure that it's going to be left in there. No, this is uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Like mm-hmm. you said, we brought together so many people that were – they're just like our favorites, you know, just in life and in fantasy football, I kind of think. So it, I'm very excited to just chat with these people and really, really get deep, you know, mm-hmm. really get deep with these folks. Yeah, it should be a good time. But before we get into any of that – we got to get into our normal things. First off, what are we drinking? I know Inquiring Minds wants to know, what are we drinking? So I am drinking, well, I'm finishing up here uh, working draft beer from one crawler that I opened up already this evening. Uh, this is a New England style IPA called Bold Fonts, all caps, um, which is a very light pineapple kind of tropical fruit uh, IPA, which is really delicious. Did you say it's called bold fonts all caps? Yep, bold font all caps. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Is is the lettering exactly as I would expect it to be on the crowler? No, because it's just kind of written in, in in permanent marker. So, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, come yeah. on, man! That's that's a name that has to be scrawled in iron, has to be etched into a tablet, and then uh, stapled onto a beer can. Yeah, you would think so, but you know, with COVID and everything, limited staff trying to save money, you can't expect them to go all out on packaging right now. That's fair i know that i'm expecting too much <laughs> wait but you were finishing that one up does that mean that you are working your way into a second already oh yes i i will be having a second crawler i i have it here ready to go uh and Ooh. this is called euro vacay it's a munich dunkel which i'm really excited for a nice good fall munich- beer 
Yeah, I was gonna say that's like uh, on the verge of an Oktoberfest kind of. Uh, it beer, is, right? yeah, and I'm I'm very excited about it. So can't wait to bust nice. into that. Well, what are you drinking? It is, yeah, I mean it's September, so this is my my firm line that we've talked about in the past. Now it's Oktoberfest season for me, so I'm cracking open uh, Bell's Oktoberfest from from Comstock, Michigan. This is actually a gift. From the guy sitting digitally right across from me, you know it, uh, who got me a six pack of this delight. So I'll be going through a couple of these guys tonight. Awesome! I like to hear that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and you can't go wrong. Oktoberfest, as we talked about last week a little bit, uh, it's such a great beer. It's when it's such a seasonal beer that you have to get excited for it. And when it comes around, you just got to drink all you can. So uh, I, yeah, like some people get. Really excited for pumpkin spice lattes uh, and, and pumpkin pies and apple orchards and all the like. Uh, I just get excited for Oktoberfest. These That's days. right. I, I was going to say I'm either an adult or an alcoholic. I was going to say I think I'm. I was going to be confident in saying neither of the people on this podcast currently are are into any of those things you described. What? Uh, mm. I'm enough of a basic bitch. I'll get in some into some pumpkin spice. Uh, I'll do it. No, no. I'm not about well, any look, of those if things. <laughs> if you're asking preference, of course I'm going Oktoberfest over those other things. <sighs> okay, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I say, you had I me concerned. Some real embarrassment there. <laughs> All right, well, look, we don't have time to waste here on this episode, mm-hmm. but we do have a little bit of time to dig in to our drunk, 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 hammer, drunk, 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 trade of the week. Uh, all right. So this one comes off of the tweet machine, uh, as people most certainly call it. It comes from at Johnny underscore B ball five. Uh, don't even, does that mean that he's the fifth B baller on his team? So is he like the fifth man? I don't know. Uh, but his drunk trade says at a t- Shortly after the Tampa Bay-Miami uh, game that had a hurricane and thus led to a bye in week one of 2017. You remember that? I Maybe? sure do. That was some turbulence in the mm-hmm. fantasy football world. That that caused some heartache and uh, some scurrying across waivers. So he says, as a Cameron Brait owner, now totally needed a tight end. Well, if, if he was your only tight end. Uh, and that's who you drafted. I kind of already don't feel bad for you, Johnny, but we proceed. <laughs> Naturally, I traded A.J. Green and Adam Thielen, a throw-in, he says in parentheses, for Jordan Reed, Devontae Parker, and Allen Robinson, who, if you recall that year, suffered the ACL injury. So, that's rough. Dustin, what are your thoughts on this magnificent debacle of a trade? It is a fucking debacle. Uh, I, I don't like anything about this. Uh, let, let's just break it down here. So AJ Green, he's been injured. So all right, you know that that lowers that side a little bit. Adam Thielen, isn't that when he was kind of the big breakout that year? Was one of his first years of really breaking out and being like a fringe top twelve wide receiver, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, so that was, he had an okay year in 2016. Mm-hmm. He almost had about 1,000 yards, a few touchdowns. So he was, he was kind of on the cusp of something there. Mm-hmm. But you're right, 2017 is where he really broke out. All right. A.J. Green, we know he's been injured, but the upside is there. Uh, so both those pieces together, yeah, that's a lot to give up. For Jordan Reed, um, which you had uh, put in here that he only appeared in six games, 
we know he was always injured, which should have been your first yep. clue, really. Should have been your first sure. clue. Uh, Devontae Parker was nothing, so that's kind of a whatever, nothing. Uh, Allen Robinson um, could have been something. He was coming off that monster year in 2016, uh, so I don't blame him for going after him. But, uh, yeah, lost him to the ACL. So, I mean, it's at first blush, it's a t- it's not a great trade. Uh, especially <laughs> since the one blush, piece, it's an awful trade. Well, especially for the one piece you were going for as the tight end, uh, ended up really not playing much of the season. So, uh, yeah. you basically made a trade for Thielen for Allen Robinson, basically. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, hey, look, for what it's worth, AJ Green played all 16 in 2017. He did. He had a thousand right. yard season, eight touchdowns. He had himself. Uh, a season now. The year, the year prior, he missed six games uh, because, yeah, cause AJ because AJ Green. But that was really the first time, to be fair, that it was like, oh man, AJ Green really missed games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not as if it's where he is now, where it's like, well, that's just what you expect from him. Um, so it's man, Jordan Reed though at this time was still like a lot of high hopes were to be had for Jordan Reed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not a great drunk trade, but it's definitely not the worst we've seen, I would say. Uh, Especially at this point, if you hung on to Devontae Parker all these years (laughs) and and waited for that fifth-year breakout. uh, With Robinson and Devontae Parker, uh, you actually got younger and good production out of it now. So uh, it was basically two wide receivers for two wide receivers, except you lost out on a couple years of... uh, if (laughs) If this person is trading for a tight end, for a one-week replacement instead of just going to the waiver wire, I really doubt that they hung on to Devontae Parker and Allen Robinson. This, this is very song. true. Very true. It does not seem to be in this person's DNA. Um, patience, I don't think, is is maybe a top virtue. No, and if you're uh, giving up those two pieces, you'd think you'd go for maybe like a Gronk in that situation. Try to get like one of those stud top-end tight ends or uh, – I don't know, a few years ago, like a Greg Olson at the time, or um, who else even, am I thinking even, of? Uh, uh, who, who am I thinking from the Titans? Delaney Walker. Right. Even Delaney Walker at right. this point would have been pretty good, I think. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I personally wouldn't have gone for Jordan Reed just because he was known for an injury history at that point. So I would have been a leer, little leery of it, but hey, sure. teach their own. To each their own, and this person's own got them owned. <gasps> yeah. Oh, look at what that. Yeah, all I, the owns? I do huh? see what you did there. That was nice. Huh? Good That's work. Wordplay. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> all right. Well, we got to get into some things here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we will be back shortly with our Dynasty Fantasy Football Redraft Roundtable we've got going on here. Yes, after a quick word from our sponsor. Today's episode is presented by Veyer. Veyer was founded with the goal of building an affordable, everyday wristwatch that blends tasteful design with extreme durability and functionality. Veyer returns a sense of dignity to affordable wristwatches and are built to last. Veyer is a true American watch company specializing in both quartz and automatic watches. Veyer is offering our listeners 15% off if you use the code PODGO15. That's P-O-D-G-O-15. Go to VayerWatches.com, that's V-A-E-R Watches.com, and a whole lot of spelling from yours truly, to learn more and get your new timepiece today. 
All right, and we are live and we're back for our roundtable discussion with our panel of fantasy football experts. You're damn right they're experts. They're also <laughs> fantastic folks, lovely people, wonderful human beings. I'm going to keep using similar adjectives and nouns to describe them. Let me just cut to the chase here and read off the crew, uh, the star-studded crew mm-hmm. that we have with us. So we have Kate Majuk, who you can find on Twitter, at FFBallBlast. You know her as the co-host of the Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast. She's a writer for Roto World and 4 for 4 Football. There's also a website, BallBlastFootball.com. We are also joined by Lauren Carpenter, at StepmomLauren, if you're nasty, on Twitter. Uh, the writer and analyst for the Fantasy Footballers, Fantasy Pros, and Roto World. And there's a momlauren.com. Don't there's Google also, it. What's that? Don't Google it. Just type it right in that URL. Google unless you type it in. Unless you feel nasty and don't do it on a work computer around children. <laughs> Just go ahead and type it right Ooh. in the URL. So user's choice there. Uh, we are also joined by Troy King at T King Mode, co-host of Fantasy Football Confidential, a brand new podcast that you need to tune into, and a writer for Dynasty Happy Hour. We are also joined by Michael Bauer at the M Bauer eighty five on Twitter, host of Dynasty Rewind and the Back Row Eagle Show. Welcome to you, one and all. We are stoked as shit. Yes, welcome to the show. You forgot to introduce my dog. Oh God damn it! Baker is on here too. Baker Madjuke is also on the podcast, probably giving us the hottest takes and hottest dumps of the mm-hmm. evening. Steamy. <laughs> so oh I could be giving you that spicy footage, but I'm off there yet. Hey, when in Rome and all that, uh, you guys do what you got to do. But look, we are the drinking and talking fantasy football podcast. So if you are drinking, we'd love to know, and our listeners would love mm-hmm. to know what y'all are drinking. So what's in the cups, folks? I shall kick this off. I'll just because I want to. Uh, yeah, I wonder what it is. I what it is. I, I bet y'all, if you don't know me already, you're about to. Um, it's Tito's vodka. So I do. This is a. I think this is a thirty ounce Yeti. I think. I, I believe one shot of vodka, Tito's vodka. Uh, m- the rest of it is club soda or just sparkling water, and then I do a splash of ginger ale and a splash of cranberry with a little bit of lime juice and maybe a little lemon if I'm feeling zesty. That sounds delightful. Very refreshing. It does. Literally zesty. Yes. <laughs> hey, but not too much. On? I am drinking uh, mimosa with blueberries in it. Blues. Bluebies? Bluebies. Some bluebies floaters at the bottom there? Bluebies and straws are, are the way to go. I, I'm not about the full berry life. I We're on a first name basis. Blues <laughs> and straws. Yeah, I love it. Sounds like a very personal relationship that you have, and I like it. Troy, <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? I am drinking apple juice. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I have crown. I have crown apple, and I have it mixed with fruit punch. So, and then I got my dolphins Ooh. cup. I'm a huge Ooh. dolphins homer. So, so we're on the fruity, the fruity wagon. I like. Mm-hmm. This. So wait, you're gonna have to explain that to me. Try crown apple and, and fruit, fruit punch. punch? It's only if I didn't needed a chaser, is what I have in my house. I got kids. So it's punching <laughs> it's, it, it sounds like a bowl of fruity pebbles deliciousness, is what mm-hmm. it sounds like. It's, so you don't do you know. that at the bar? Like you're just oh, I, I, 
It's I mean, if I was at the bar, I'd get like crown and cranberry or something like that. But you know, I would mix it up with it. Yeah. Or you know, or whiskey gingers. You know, those are my speed of drinks. There you go. Stop beer. judging the man for the kids' drinks that he has oh. in his fridge. All right, he figured out a way to make it work. It sounds mm-hmm. like Skittles in a cup to me. I'm just saying, and that's that's amazing. Oh yeah, Miss Tito's queen. Get out of here! I'm complimenting you. It sounds like Skittles. My buddy, my buddy is um a bartender and he makes like um he uses crown apple actually that's why it reminded me of that mm. but he will use crown apple or like pinnacle flavored vodkas and he'll Oops. make a drink that tastes like skittles or like starburst it's so good and he can make it, really it sour it, it oh my gosh it's so good Ooh, so that's why it re- reminded me of that i'm like i wonder if his secret ingredient is like something like fruit punch because that would make a lot of sense but yeah it sounds like candy in a cup that's amazing Troy, like mine. Ingredient is magic he's so always. used to me trying to make fun of him that he thinks i'm insulting him right now what are you drinking tonight <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I could you, you at me now? Um, I want I want you in this, Michael. <laughs> All right. So I'm drinking a beer from Lost Tavern. It is an IPA. It is Searchlight Soul. So fun fact about this beer: the girl that drew this label made both logos for the Dynasty Rewind. Hey! Uh, oh, yeah, right so, on. Excellent is, logo too, by the way. Is that the one with the rainbow? I love that. Um, this like, in the, like the, the triangle with the co- look at me just flinging. The disco shit. flavor. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah. That is. Uh, she made that one, and she made the VHS one as well. Um, so definitely Badass. go check out her work. It's the Twisted Placo on Instagram. Makes some great stuff. Um, she's fantastic, and I'm drinking it out of my Eagles Super Bowl Fifty Two Champions glass. Hey! Oh. Champions. Damn so. it! Cheers, boys. <laughs> and ladies. Sorry. Sorry. Fine. Here's your final Super Bowl that you'll ever win. Reluctantly do that. We've already talked about what we've been drinking at the top of this thing. Uh, we did a little secret introduction before you guys got in here. So, uh, Just hang on a second. Is Dustin like the silent partner that's like not allowed to speak? <laughs> I never speak on a podcast. Actually, Dustin, if I can, if I can, just real quick, I don't let Please him speak talk for me. on this podcast. I guess. I guess. Sorry, I didn't mean to like open a new band-aids and show I'm just waiting for my moment. This is your time to shine. Dustin, we are going to get kicked Mm -hmm. off, though, here now that we've gotten all the drinking out of the way. Or the announcements of the drinking out of the way. No, the drinking's just started, let's be honest. Yes. Word. What he said. (laughs) All right. right. Real questions. We can do this, Dustin. We can. So... I don't know where to start. So <laughs> what do you guys expect for the 2020 season here with what we've got going on with COVID? I know so far there hasn't been a whole lot of positive tests here in the NFL. Do you ex- guys expect that to continue? Uh, you know, or is it going to be more of a NBA type situation where they've done really well? Or is it going to be more of the uh, baseball situation where they have teams that basically have to forfeit games and cancel because their entire team gets infected. Oh, like the St. Louis Cardinals. Thank you for bringing that up, Dustin. You're allowed to be quiet now. (laughs) Brewers all the way. (laughs) St. Louis Cardinals fan. And we had to make up like 50 games in 43 days. That's hard to do. But, you know, double headers with only seven innings. Um, I think for me, um, I'm unclear as to what is going to happen with COVID. I have a sneaky suspicion that this is not going to be a big deal once the election is over. But let's just hope that that's not really what's happening here. But my biggest concern with um, the abbreviated offseason, no preseason, no real OTAs and conditioning are going to be all the soft tissue issues. 
So I think that a lot of teams are shoring up their skill positions in order to prevent massive gaps in their starters and like picking up John Doe from the streets and being like, Hey, want a gig? We need a starter, you know, like the Eagles sometimes have to do, but you know, sorry, Michael, but I'm more worried about the soft tissue injuries. We're, we're already seeing a lot of precautionary mm-hmm. measures being taken, um, you know, pre preseason right now, if you will, it's not really preseason because there's no preseason games, but it is prior to the season. So I don't know how to use that terminology. I'll just go with it. So that's really my, my biggest concern is going to be all the injuries that we're going to see and tackling like are people going to remember how to tackle and like take hits i hope so <laughs> you know they're like ow i have a bruise what is this i forgot be a lot of booping into each other and like yeah. a lot of oh, like sorry. tag you're it like that's you know, how like, i would the, Minnesota, the, the midwestern uh mm-hmm. little, oh, sorry oh, oh. yeah <laughs> you trying to get through I'm, oh i'm sorry man have at it yeah <laughs> let me go out the door <laughs> no yeah, that's that's, actually... that's my biggest concern are gonna be injuries We've already seen mm-hmm. some injuries kind of crop up here uh, already. Some hammies uh, issues. T.Y. Hilton still doing with a hamstring injury. I mean, I get uh, a hammy pull every time I get up out of bed, so I, I feel them. But I'm also not an NFL player, so I don't know. Really? You're not? No, no judgment. No judgment. No. I work you- out, though. Hey. <laughs> Do you have any similar concerns? Do you have any concerns in general about, like, injuries this year? I I do. Um, I have a lot of concerns about injuries, but I I just think the whole thing is so fascinating because I can see such a wide range of outcomes. Like it it seems so incredible to me that things have been contained so well so far, but I think as soon as we start to see teams travel and, and and move around, like the beauty of basketball is that they're in the bubble, right? Mm -hmm. Like NFL is not going to be in a bubble. Like we can't, we can't totally isolate these players based on the way that, conducting the the nfl season it's just not it's not feasible and i think it's like crappy to ask players to do so like i think we might get off to a good start and i'm hoping we we have a sustainable um you know method of getting players tested quickly and efficiently and just have a, a good turnaround time to limit any exposure if there is a positive case um but I'm sort of holding my breath. Like, I don't think anybody's safe this year. Yeah. What's the over-under? Do we, let's say, eight and a half games played with, like, somewhat close to starting lineups? Over. Like, real rosters. Going with the over. over. Yeah. 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 The NFL wants money, baby. Mm-hmm. I think we'll get a full yeah. season in. Yeah, but with all, I'm sorry, Jake, were you asking like with all the same starters? Is that what you're asking? Or if we're just, just period, we only get eight or more or less games? I'm going to say with like a, some semblance of what you recognize as a current roster, you know, not just all backups coming in, you know, to be funneled in just to get some snaps out and, you know, TNT and TBS to get their dollar dollar bills, uh, (laughs) for the day i don't know i i i might take the under on that really yeah yeah just because i like i said i think it for me it's just injuries man but i don't know i don't know and and like i said i think i think these teams are adding a lot of depth as much depth as they can to their practice squads so that in case somebody let's say gets injured it's more of a precautionary okay we have someone that can for the next two or three weeks let's just take him out now before it's so serious he can't come back later on in the year um so i don't know maybe maybe that's it but i'm not sure if we're going to be seeing all of these starters per team for more than half of the season wait i wish you will though dtf 
How do I play? What I I, I missed it. Cut out. What? Oh, so if you go to our uh, Twitter page, we on our pinned tweet, we okay. have uh, our drinking game there, where if certain things happen, you have to take a drink. Oh, so like, I'm, I'm on my drop, way. If I was to name drop, just for example, uh, that I really like Robert Woods this year, uh, then hypothetically our listeners would want to take a drink. Uh, and and side note, I really do like Robert Woods this year, so that's the time that they should be taking a drink. <laughs> so did you or did you not maybe perhaps get this from Kate and Michelle and myself from 4th of July? Was that two years ago now? Do you remember oh. when we did that Instagram live stream and we were we we told everyone we were going live on Fourth of July? No, I don't remember. Actually, <laughs> you should. It was fun. It but like, like we told no, everybody, no, no, no. I'm saying I don't remember. Yeah, he yeah. had too much fun. That's why she don't. I had too much fun. But we're gonna we're gonna get that tolerance up this year, girl. But so we did. So we we, had, we asked everybody to to submit relevant football words that we if we said them we had to take a drink. And so I, we had them all printed out on the sheet, and then we would cut them up, and everyone. Was it minute or two minutes? We I would draw another one out, and like so, we had this whole list of words we like couldn't say. So it was hard to even make a sentence that made sense. So by then, we're just like, screw it. We just started drinking. By the like, end just- of the podcast, it was literally like you know when people are when you hear uh, like on a TV show somebody has like bad reception and it's like it eh, uh, eh, uh, like that's what <laughs> our podcast would have sounded like. It was terrible. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, I went, you know, like one of those big bottles of champagne, not like the normal one. No, like the gigantic bottle yeah. of champagne that was gone. Like you can swim in it. I drank it all myself. <laughs> it was fantastic. Where's my next one? amazing. I'm mad I wasn't there. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was a while ago though. We need to we need to resurrect that again. Oh, we didn't fun. even do Miss Cleo this year. I know. <gasps> oh my god, I love Miss Cleo. To answer your question, no, we did not speak of this from you, Lauren, and I <laughs> insulted that. It was like my shameless. Plug. <laughs> but speaking of Robert Woods, I'm just curious because I want I really want to get like the best part of your personalities onto this. And there's no better way, in my opinion, to do that than to ask what one player for this year, any position, you guys are planting your flag on the hardest. One you can only do one. Only one. And I don't care if it's quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I don't care if it's a kicker. I mean, I do, but uh, you can say that if you'd like. So I want to go around here and get if there's just one person that you had to really plant your flag on for this year, who would it be? Can I start with Mike? You may not. I'm going to need a second. <laughs> okay. Let's go the other direction. Justin, Justin, can you kick us off here? Oh, you should know who I'm going to say. It's John I know, Smith. but I want you to say it. Oh, he is going to have a Where's breakout season this year. John and- is my boy. You guys shouldn't be sleeping on him. Uh, he's, I think I took him in our mock draft last weekend or last week at the uh, 13th round. I've got him finishing in the top five this year. So he, he's going to be a value. So go grab him. Take a drink. That is part of the DTFF drinking game. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, I've been doing it. Let's do it. I hope secretly that everybody has a printed off version of this on their board. That's a, Are we just uh, going in order? I'm just going to make someone else tell me when to drink. Because okay. I'll, I'll drink in between and it'll be fine. Lauren, you can drink, but you also have to tell us who your one person is. I, I have so many. Um, for reference, you can visit my website, stepmomlauren.com. Um, but the biggest one that I am sticking with and I'm doing it again this year, is David Johnson. I cannot quit him. I love him. I love him. Come at me. Come at me. I don't care. I love him. I love him. I love David Johnson, and I believe in him this year. Where do you think he'll be? Like, Do you think like he's an RB1 this year? I think he has RB1 weeks. So he may 
be scratching at that RB1 role, which is the, for anyone who's not familiar maybe with what we mean by RB1 and RB2, it's the top 12. So when you finish at the end of the year, it's ranked 1 through 12. I think he's going to be really knocking on that door. I don't know if he's going to finish as an RB1, but I think he has potential to have very solid RB1 weeks, which is what I like when you can get him, you know, fourth, fifth round as my RB2. That's where I'm looking to get him. And depending on where I am in the draft, he could possibly be my RB3 or flex. So it's just going to depend on what my team really looks like but i i do like his upside i like what bill o'brien has come out and said i like that david johnson himself has a big chip on his shoulder he's going back to a scheme that he's familiar with um he said himself that he wants to work well with duke johnson there's a ton of vacated targets and there's a lot of research that goes to show that not all these vacated targets in fact the majority of them go to the pass catching running back they do not automatically go to the wide receiver and david johnson has some of the best hands as a running back in the league. so that's why i really like him i do not i won't hesitate to take him and i won't hesitate to reach for him but that's just me. There's a lot of risk involved, but I'm planting my flag with David Johnson. I respect it. You're playing mm-hmm. with fire, but it could be a majestic fire, like a fireworks show. Like a purple fireplace, like I have behind me? Yes. Exactly. Is like that, that what inspired your yeah. fireplace? Super bougie. <laughs> I can change colors with it, too. It can be like pink and turquoise. Let me see if I can change it. You Ooh, guys continue. All right. While you're figuring that out, Kate, what is your one per- I'm actually most interested if you can narrow it down to one. Not Zach Moss. I feel like I just have these guys. Um, uh, Zach Moss is the obvious one. So we're yeah. not like I'm, I'm so sick of talking about Zach Moss. Like I'm not, but I just want to watch him play football. Like and also, so like it's so funny, like being at our house because like I'll be on a podcast downstairs and Michelle is guesting on a podcast upstairs, and I can hear us having like the same conversation. Same conversation. Like, what the hell is going on with Zach Moss? Like. <laughs> Everybody, and it's get it like I'm. I'm just. I'm ready for him to ball out. Um. So we won't even talk about him, except you need to draft Wait. him, unless you're in a league with me, then you don't. Um. <laughs> but he will win you your fantasy league, and I'm still. I will literally, if he does not break out the season, um, if he is not the running back that I evaluated him to be, I literally do not you know. Like, You'll I shave her head. You heard it here on the podcast first. She's going to shave her head if he her doesn't. Her hair is far too beautiful. You, you be quiet. <laughs> I'm not shaving my head. I just know, girl. I know, and it looks beautiful. Thank it looks you. fabulous. Um, no, I, so, you have really got me onto the Zach Moss train myself, honestly. So, thank but you. she was saying if he doesn't hit the way that she thinks that he's going to hit, she was going to do something drastic. Now we have to talk her back from the cliff. Kate, what was it? Um, I just like I feel like I'm gonna lose my identity as an analyst because I, <laughs> like I literally I life goes on. Moss, I was so confused. I was like, what am I seeing in this dude that nobody? Because we got like pooped on so hard, <laughs> like po- like just poop raining from the skies when we pronounced our love for Zach Moss. And people are like not nice. Like people are not nice to Zach Moss. Now you all are because the beat reporters are on it. <laughs> but you weren't before, and I'm. I, I welcome you onto my train now. But like, I just I was so like convinced in my mind before I knew that Zach Moss hating was like a cool thing to do that he was going to break out. So like, if he doesn't, I'm gonna just question my whole knowledge base. But it's Tyler Higby. Oh, oh I love Tyler. I'm a Tyler Higby fan. I like that answer. Love Tyler Higby. They are going to smash in that offense this season. You saw literally as soon as they they switched to that 12 personnel grouping, they absolutely 
killed it. They were moving the ball. They looked like a different team. They didn't look like the crusty, like they looked like Jeff Fisher Rams, like in the first half Ooh. of last season. They they were they were not they were stale. They were Rams. Yeah, that was bad Rams. And and in the second half of the season, they looked explosive again. They looked exciting. They looked like they had energy again. I think a large part of that is Tyler Higby. Um, and like just even watching him play, it's not like he. Uh, makes these spectacular, like, contested catches. Like, no, he finds a way to get open, get separation. And I think that's so sexy to watch on the tight end, you know? Yeah, I think, you and, I think you and Dustin are going to have to have some words over Higby probably at, yeah. uh, at some point because uh, I think we might have found the anti-Higby. Do you want to have them after he has a top five season or before? Ooh. Ouch. Ooh. I like oh. what's happening right <laughs> now. Let's go, Kate. Uh, Troy, as just a buffer, if you, can, if you can talk us out of this uh, fisticuff situation that I feel oh. brewing right now. I'll, I'll be the peacemaker. Right, so. <laughs> Who is your one person for this year if you have to go with just one well you, you stole my robert woods thanks so i'm not gonna go robert woods so i'm gonna plant my flag on the one and only cam newton so what i'm mad about the whole the fact that they was announced the starter today oh my are you serious we all knew he was the starter that's just and i'm still like, get out of here with that i was so mad i'm like look it's going to be Cam Newton. You're getting him as now his ADP is finally going up. His ADP was criminally low earlier. So, but now he's about like, according to Fantasy Pros, he's about QB 14. I think he's going to mass. I think he's going to finish the season as a QB one. You're not getting that many rushing quarterbacks that late in the draft. We've seen he's not going to be old Cam or, you know, MVP Cam, but he's going to rush enough. And Josh McDaniels is going to use him in a way where he's going to be effective. He's going to get rushing touchdowns. He's going to run the ball. And obviously, he in his passing game, you know, he's he's going to be – he has good enough weapons. We were with Julian Edelman and now Harry. Like, he'll be just fine. He had worse weapons. I mean, he had mm-hmm. Kelvin Benz, for God's <laughs> sake. So if he was – he's going to be able to do his thing. So for me, I'm super excited about Cam. I'm planting my flag. He's going to end the season as a QB1. Draft him. You're not going to regret it. I'm trying to get him everywhere I can. One quarterback, super flex. I don't care. That's my dude. Nice. I, I like it. it. Can I just can I brag really quick and say that he is my QB four on a, a particular uh, dynasty team that I'm in with somebody else in this uh, group oh, here. Woo! I thought you were gonna say he's like your quarterback four on the season. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I don't even. I don't know if I'm quite that bold. <laughs> Uh, but I, I fully believe and am and with Troy on this one that it's it's easy top 12 for him if his rushing floor looks like it mm-hmm. used to. I love Cam. So, Mike, have you given some consideration here? Yeah, I don't know why it didn't come to me sooner. If you listen to the Dynasty Rewind at all, you know that I love me some Michael P. Run. Uh, I thought coming out of Florida, he was the best <laughs> player in Florida. Uh, I'm sorry, Porkman, I know you're Dan Jefferson, best run in the class, blah, blah, blah. Ben's going to be fine. Uh, but my guy for this year is actually Jay Sternberger. I have him in pretty much every really? league that I'm I in. like that. Love me. Love me some Sternbergler. I knew that uh, Dusty would love that one right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Kate, I do have to disagree. I don't think Tyler Higby is going to have a top five season. I think it's going to be a hard time for him to have a top ten season. As a matter of fact, deep dynasty mm-hmm. dive for you guys. If you want to wait a year or two, go ahead and pick up Bryson Hopkins out of yeah. Purdue. He's third on their depth chart. However, um, if Everett and Higby move on as they are slightly older than him, he could be a good value for you to get right now stash on your taxi squad. Well, going Oof. with a deep, 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 like 
you need a medical professional there deep uh, dive. We, we roll deep at the end. Dynasty Rewind. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to use it. I'm going to use a term I, that no, a kid I'm really used. not that mad because Tyler Higby just signed a really nice extension this season. Exactly. So. That's okay. They can have two tight ends. I think Everett's gone probably after this year next, to be oh, honest yeah, with you. We don't and then Hopkins no. can step up, but I'm going to, that, uh, that deep dive right there, a kid used this at the shop the other day. That was low key fire. If I may say so, you're welcome for that. <laughs> I'm learning oh, the lingo. It's nice. not working out so well. Yeah, I'm learning it and crushing it, clearly. I'm uh, middle-aged. It's not working out. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I already look, it's it's Robert Woods for me. I'm not gonna yawn on about this because people are already tired about it, I'm sure. If you've listened to this enough, uh, I I can't get over it. So I'm just very excited that everybody had somebody come to mind right away. That was, well, I mean, almost right away. That was very uh, (laughs) indicative um, of how they expect this season to play out. I'm also to go the other end, uh, and maybe we can do a reverse uh, here, a counterclockwise, of the person who you maybe a couple months ago, a few months ago, were high on. Somebody that you've really fallen off of lately, and I'll kick us off just to kind of get uh, to get this going a little bit. I was actually kind of really excited for Melvin Gordon in Denver when that was that was first announced. I've so softened my stance. I think I was just disrespecting Philip Lindsay way too much, uh, and was appropriately disrespecting Royce Freeman, I think, but I was inappropriately disrespecting Philip Lindsay. Hey. And I'm, just, <laughs> I'm sure he's a lovely person. Um, but I just don't see a world where Melvin Gordon, like maybe a top 15 guy this year, and maybe you'll be happy about it, happy about it for half of those weeks even. Uh, I, I've just really, really come down from him. Is there anybody else that you guys have noticed that where you've happened and reflected a little bit and kind of come off of a person? Yeah, so for me, that's Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, I, I still love his tape and I love his game, but um, yeah, this is why everyone says that you should do your rookie drafts right after the draft, but sometimes waiting a little bit later, you kind of see how things settle out a little bit. And now, especially with the Leonard Fournette news, I mean, he's buried on that depth chart. He might be fourth. I did see like a little news blurb on Twitter that Shady McCoy apparently is going to have a big role in that offense. So it's going to be hard for him to even get on the field. So I'm a little down on Keyshawn Vaughn. In long term, I I just don't I don't know what the what it's going to hold for him. I hate to say it because I, I love the, I love his tape at Vanderbilt. He runs angry. I mean, he has that look of determination in his eyes. But um, check out uh, Dynasty Price over at the, the the Dynasty Nerds. There, he put a tweet out a while back that apparently he's been lazy in camp and uh, not putting in the work. I don't know. So we'll see. But he's a guy that. It's kind of down on right now. Well, if he runs angry, he should be running really angry now that he's got so much competition uh, all of a sudden shoved his way. I hope so. I mean, I guess we'll see. But, you know, if, if he's this far behind and they decided to move on and grab Fournette, then is it is it too little too late, right? I've actually yeah, I've heard some, some varying reports about um, just from – I have a couple of contacts, uh, loose loose contacts in Tampa Bay. I've heard some different things about Keyshawn Vaughn. Like I, I've heard, yes, he's behind, but sort of at the the pace that you would expect a rookie in a Bruce Arians offense to be behind when he's already missed uh, that standard sort of off season program. And then he was on the COVID list to sort of start training camp. So I've actually heard that he seems like he's sort of on pace for right where they'd expect him to be, but I don't think they have time to to sit and wait right now. I think I don't think they want to wait. Like 
this is Tom Brady. This is your very small window to mm-hmm. win the Super Bowl. They're not going to uh, wait until Keyshawn Vaughn hits his stride and and learns the playbook. Like you have Tom Brady, it, you're not going to wait. I'm buying Keyshawn Vaughn and Dynasty right now. I don't care. Great you value, and I, I like I believe in the talent enough that I think. Uh, eventually he will get the opportunity. Even if it's next season, I think you can buy him low enough now that it's worth it. Hey, trade off for Sons of Dynasty. I have him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have. Like, I was very angry when you drafted him. <laughs> very, yeah. I'm pretty sure you drafted him in the first round. Yeah, because I thought when we did the draft, I thought he was going to be the starter. So <laughs> Sure. You know, and sure. That was how how long ago we do. I think May we did that draft, right? I think May. It feels like about a year ago we did it at this point. Nineteen it? years ago. I mean, we're we're talking like this has been the longest summer of my life. We're, it? Ugh, no doubt. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. <laughs> really? How about it? I don't. I don't like any part of this. So patience may be a virtue for Keyshawn, mm-hmm. is what I'm hearing. So I I like that at least. That makes me feel a little better because I do have a little bit uh, of contact with that in some of my leagues. Troy, is there somebody who you are? Coming off of who you were higher on and now are now. Uh, yes, I'm. Oh my God. The past couple of days have been hard. And it's funny you mentioned Keisha Vaughn because I'm going to talk about Rojo. And I know oh, Kate. Yeah. I'm going to talk about Rojo. And Kate and Michelle, man, they've been, they've been hard on Rojo this offseason. And you know what? I was like, look, the situation, okay, the situation, even when they drafted Keisha Vaughn, they were talking about all the lazy stuff. I'm like, you know what? Rojo got this. And they got McCoy. And I'm like, you know what? Rojo got this. And I'm like, okay, it's set enough. And I fell for the Bruce Arians talk. I just tweeted the other day about how he's going to finish with RB2. And what does the Bucks do? They go ahead and they sign Fournette. So talk about being off of somebody when I was really like, you know what? Rojo got this. He's going to finish with RB2. Like, guys, like, you have to draft him. Like, he was going in like, the sixth, seventh round, wherever he was going. And now I'm like, I'm com- you know, they're going to split carries. There might be like a 1A, 1B scenario. I'm not a, a Rojo truther. I got to put it out there. I'm not a Rojo truther, but I was just ha- I was looking at the facts. I'm like, okay, he's with Tom Brady. It's a good situation. He's going to be the primary ball carrier. Now I have no idea. I think it's going to be, again, I think they're going to split carries. It's going to be a mess. I really don't want any of them. But I got to go to Rojo, man. Ugh, that hurt. That hurt when I tweeted the other day and they just signed him. Oof. So, yeah, that's my that's my call. If it makes you feel any better, I literally just finally reluctantly traded for Rojo in a league a week ago. I was like, well, it always goes. and you've been rewarded for it. Serves me right. Uh, yeah, man, I, I empathize <laughs> with that so hard. Okay, do you have somebody who you've come down on quite a bit? Uh, yeah, so it's actually not a guy I've been like super publicly in on whatsoever, but it was the guy I was excited to see return to the field in 2020. T.Y. Hilton, I was mm, super pumped again. for his potential with Philip Rivers. I don't particularly like Philip Rivers. I don't think he's <laughs> all that great. I don't think he's all that talented. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I don't like to watch him play football, but guess what? He doesn't give it like. He's literally like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick light. He just makes bad throws and he doesn't care about it. Like, or he might care about it, but it doesn't stop him from making those bad throws. Like, he chucks the ball up. And I, I think that's so uh, important for wide receiver upside. And I was very, very excited about um, just that, that sort of opportunity for him to maybe get a quarterback who is willing to push the ball down the field a little bit more. And uh, no. 
I, I'm not buying into those hammies. You fooled me once. Uh, what what does Michael Scott say? Um, fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> fool me twice, strike three. Like it's that's that's what this is. We're like we're done. I was with you on that, unfortunately. Him and AJ Green are really hard for me to quit for whatever reason, and they're both basically the same person. They're too legit to quit. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Their hamstrings are not, but they are. Too legit to quit, unfortunately. Lauren, do you have somebody who you've really come down on over the last couple of few months? I literally just was on my other screen, like scrolling through every player on, you know, ADP, and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking. I'm like, no, I don't have a player that I have been interested in that has fallen in my rankings or in my perception. I really don't. I have players that I'm avoiding that I won't go anywhere near who may have kind of moved around a little bit due to off-season news. But no, I'm the guys that I have invested my off-season in, which are a plenty. I still I still like them. If there is one that I will say, it was going to be Le'Veon Bell, who I absolutely adore. Um, but that was when Kalen Bellage was supposed to be going to the Jets to like team up with his bestie. <laughs> Adam Gase, who also got his other bestie, Frank Gore, to be on the team. And then I was like, ooh, okay, Kalen Bellage isn't there. So this is moot. Speaking of hammies, you know, Kalen Bellage. But um, there's been interesting news about Le'Veon Bell, too. He wants to stay out on the field. And when you have a Jets offense under the most terrible pace of play ever um, under Adam Gase, you have to stay on the field if you're going to be productive in fantasy. So Le'Veon Bell said he doesn't care what he has to do. He'll block, he'll catch, he'll do whatever it is necessary to be out on the field. And I think this is a new Le'Veon Bell that we're seeing. It was kind of his, I don't want to say a slice of humble pie. I think it was the entire pie that he had to ingest. <laughs> Uh, but I like it, and I did. I did a pretty in-depth piece on him and Todd Gurley and David Johnson. It's why I really like those guys because I looked, you know, very. I don't want to say specifically, but I looked. I looked deep into their souls. No, I didn't. I didn't do that. <laughs> I looked at their, into their eyes. Yeah, I did. I looked at I, the, you know, their eyeballs, windows to the soul. But um, he was one of those players. But I don't really have one that I was super high on that has fallen for me. Humble I brag. Feel, I, I feel bad, <laughs> but I, there's players I'm just avoiding, like Joe Mixon. I'll never have a share of Joe Mixon ever. Ooh, we have a, a former anti-Joe Mixon person on the podcast. Oh. I'm so excited. Despise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kate knows this. I despise that human being. <laughs> yeah, just like as a person. He and as a player, he's overrated. No, I'm sorry. Your offensive lineman blocked for you, got hurt, and the only thing you can do is tie your shoe and walk away? At least acknowledge, hey, man, thanks. You okay? No. He's just like, and gets up, walks away. Like, Lauren, okay. I actually don't know what you're referring to, so I'm going to need some clips. I don't specifically have that clip. I just remember so seeing it and hating him even more than I already do. I mean, come on. There's the reason why I keep dropped so far in the draft. He's a scumbag. I oh. think. All right. And he's not going to be a top 12 running back. I'm just saying. No, he's not. He's overrated. And even if he is, let's say he finishes number one overall. Don't care. I don't care. But Lauren, he won't. That's he's not going to finish number one overall. We don't I know. He won't. he won't. So we don't have to worry about it. That's, That's right. right. So I will say, like, can I can I just bring in, like, I I almost fell for, like, the Joe Mixon stuff. That's a weird thing about, like, Michelle and I as a couple because, like, what we just talk about fantasy football all the time. So, like, I was starting to, like, almost come around on Joe Mixon. I, a while back, I did this thread about, 
uh, rookie uh, quarterbacks and their tendencies and sort of what the the fantasy or what the production looks like for wide receivers and running backs. And like, God, the production of running backs with rookie wide receivers was so beautiful. I remember that piece. Yeah, I was like, this is like, this is the season to draft him. And Michelle was like, you realize like all of those carries he's already had, right? And I was like, oh, crap. Like, he's already like, it, it finally hit me like when I was like, oh, but like, they're gonna lean on him with the rookie running back. She's like, they have been leaning on him. And he didn't do anything. I was like, oh, crap. Like, that's correct. So I, after I realized, I don't think I ever realized how many touches he was getting. And just mm-hmm. not producing. Yeah. I think that's karma. I just have a problem. You know, and I know it's, it's, and this is a personal thing. And I may be, spite my face. I'll spite my face all day long. Don't care. Because it's just, mean? it's just, it's a phrase. So like to, <laughs> to, to, to cut off, to, so to cut off your nose to spite your face means you are so stuck on one particular, for this <gasps> example, cake that you. That's an office quote. It's just a quote that has been around for a while. There's an office problem. It's been a while. It's been around for a long time. But you're so stubborn on a take that you're willing to basically just figure yourself just to keep with that take. And I am guilty of that. I am. But I don't appreciate what what he did prior to coming into the NFL. I also don't appreciate this forgiveness that he's gotten. Okay, fine. I'm all about second chances. I'm not a perfect human being. I've done some dumbass shit in my life too that I have needed forgiveness for. Totally get it. But on the field, he has not shown me that he is this humble person who is like there for his teammates. I mean, yeah, he doesn't say much because he plays for the Bengals. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't make a lot of noise. And his idea of getting like more money was like, I have migraines. I can't play. Maybe he legitimately does, but I don't believe him. You got a well, freaking contract and now you're back on the field. Everything's fine. Like, I just have a problem with that. And I, you know, I have a problem with Kareem Hunt and I have a problem with Tyreek Hill, but for some reason, me too. it's no mix in oh, yeah. that I of just, can't, I can't get over. I cannot get over it. And again, everybody who's listening to this, this is a personal take. If you want to take Joe Mixon, if you believe in his productivity, by all means, go for it. I'm not saying I dislike you if you want to take Joe Mixon. <laughs> this is just my personal view on it. And I, I can't get away from it. I mean, if he was going out right. and doing philanthropic works and, you know, going to domestic abuse places and speaking out and trying to, you know, increase some education about, you know, violence against women. Great. I'd be like, awesome. All aboard. But no, he's not. And I, I just really dislike that. Lauren, so you brought up a really good point, And it's actually something that I've thought about myself in the past is that I feel like I am uh, like so off of Joe Mixon. Uh, just personally, like I don't like him as a person. I yeah. feel like I'm more prone to liking Tyree Kill and like, w- like what about why? Yeah, what? I don't know, but he is like I don't know what that is. So I'm just like curious about that on a personal level. I don't know either. And I would, I would draft Tyree Kill and I would draft Kareem Hunt, but I refuse to draft Joe Mixon. I don't know where that threshold is. And I, and I'm not saying again, I'm a perfect person. I'm not. Um, I like I just said I do I disagree with the NFL forgiveness of these players who have but committed. But the fact that the threshold exists, like, but it's it, it exists. Why? I, I don't. Know. That's a good question. It's a psychological thing. I, I guess. I mean, I feel like Joe Mixon's flown so under the radar with his version of it, whereas Tyreek and Kareem theirs seem to have a little bit more emphasis on it, like a little bit more of a spotlight seemed to get put on it. Whereas Mixon, I mean, obviously coming into the draft, it was, but ever since. Since then, it's just been kind of like spotlights fully off of it. And I think that's a little bit of like my own personal resentment about it. It's like, no, wait a minute. Where the hell did that spotlight go? Yeah, maybe that's it. 
like, hey, somewhere. don't forget everybody. And right. I think that's another thing too, maybe. But I also feel like, and I could be totally wrong on this. Again, this is just an I feel, not an I know. But I feel as though Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill like, kind of apologized, at least in some marginal way, where I feel as though I haven't heard that from Joe Mixon. But I could be totally wrong. I don't know. But it's just like, I hear his name and I They're get mad. They're personal feelings. Like, it's definitely... I I feel more resent for Joe Mixon than I, I do for Tyreek. And, and, and it could be completely unfounded. And, you know, it comes out that he's been doing all these wonderful things like under the radar because he doesn't want everyone to know and make a big deal out of it. Then I'm going to sound like the worst possible human being <laughs> on the planet. But you know what? I'm okay with that because that means he's still doing good works. I don't know what it is, but I, I just – I can't trap Joe Mixon. And I'm sorry really that I just got into like, psychological issues with stepmom Lauren. <laughs> but hey, this is drinking round table. We're allowed to talk about this. Yeah, right? this absolutely. I know you said you wouldn't judge anybody for you know drafting him really highly or you wouldn't hate anybody. I'll take that mantle for you. I kind of will. Just just even <laughs> from a fantasy perspective, I'll kind of hate you a little bit if you take I won't really because high. that means whoever you were going to pick that was actually going to be good, I have a better chance of taking. So That's by true. All, if they're in my league, I will not hate them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not on draft day. Yeah, uh, but Dustin, I don't even think we've talked about this in previous episodes about like who you and I would have fallen off of here. Uh, I like we've talked about like people that we think will bust uh, mm-hmm. and all of that, but I don't think we've actually Dallas talked Sanders. about who would drop down. So who's your drop down person? Uh, and I'm just gonna round out the Tampa Bay backfield discussion here uh, this evening. It's Leonard Fournette. Uh, last season, he was one of my drinking buddies, and oh, so great, Dustin. And I loved him last year, and it worked out so well. And I really thought this year I was down on him a little bit. I didn't think he was gonna finish quite as high as he did this last season. Uh, but I still thought he was going to have a really good productive season uh, just based on what we saw last year. And then him getting cut, uh, what seemed like out of nowhere, uh, that really kind of put a damper on my enthusiasm for him. And now he's just in the mess of a backfield there in Tampa Bay. And it just makes me so sad because I thought well, he was getting drafted so done. late. And... Um, I, I really like the value you were able to get from him for the production I was thought he was going to get. Uh, and now that's just totally out the window. So it makes me very, very sad. I hear you. I know I missed a little bit of the Keyshawn Vaughn talk, so I apologize. I'm kind of jumping in here. Um, I did a little bit of research here, and, you know, Bruce Arians has come out like, no, Rojo's my guy, like, quote, mm-hmm. my guy. The last time he said that was in December when he had to come out and reaffirm that Rojo was still his guy after Rojo missed a tackle to get Jameis Winston sacked for their only turnover of the game. And he promptly benched Rojo in favor of Peyton Barber. Now we're going into 2020 and um, Brady is a little bit better than Winston and Fournette is a little bit better than Peyton Barber. So what happens when Ronald Jones misses one tackle to get Brady sacked? He's gone. And you're going to see Fournette out there. So how soon is that going to happen? Because, again, Leonard Fournette is productive. He didn't have the fantasy numbers we all wanted, but I think he had over 300 touches last year for over 1,600 total yards. I mean, that's not terrible. Mm -hmm. you know. So in this kind of an offense, what's really going to happen? So when you say a mess of a backfield, that's an understatement of the century because who is it? Who is it going to be? And you can't have both of them. They're too expensive. You know, so it's like, what do you do? It's it's absolutely crazy. You know who it actually is? It's Tom Brady because he's going to lean in for eight touchdowns on the goal line, and then uh, the other running backs no. are going to be relevant. He led, quarter, he led quarterbacks that. in the NFL for touchdowns under five yards, isn't it? I think so, there yeah. was some stupid mm-hmm. stat. It's it was criminal. Like, yeah. criminal. It's wild. 
it's like wild. because everyone's it's afraid gross. to touch him. They're gonna get mobbed if they like. Oh, it's Tom Brady. Like you know, you just gotta be like wow. tag, and you know whatever. He normally <laughs> falls down anyway. You know, he normally falls away, but you know, it's maybe a little bit more on the line when he's at the goal line. Who knows? But uh, I don't know. That's so true. It's so true and so gross. So can we get? Uh, I want to get some perspective here on. It's weird because like roster construction is so important to football. And I feel it's like it's maybe the thing that's talked about the least in general, because like we all want to talk about individual players, which is fantastic. And we should. But there's also like a real strategic value to like how you construct a team. And so me and Dustin have been in a home league together for I don't know how many years now, Dustin, six, seven, seven years now. Yeah, it's been a bit. We've seen some shit in this league. Uh, and like reflecting my own personal experience, coming into that draft, it was like the first league I ever joined. And I was terrible. I had zero idea how to build a roster. I was just like, that guy, sure. I want that guy too. And then I ended up with like five running backs and not a single wide receiver. And I'm like, oh, right. I have to fill out the rest of this team, huh? Or there's always like, well, I'm just going to fill out my start and look, starting lineup and then work from there. Just work right on down the, uh, the list. Do you guys have any real specific strategy? Like, if you're on the board draft day, do you have an honest strategy about how to fill out your roster, even in general or more so for this year based on, you know, COVID concerns and all that? Okay, I'll go ahead and jump in here because I am going to jump off after this because my company just arrived. Total old school oh, phrase, right. I know that. Ooh, um, my biggest strategy, this is just like a PSA, I guess. Like I've covered a lot of different strategies for fantasy pros. You can see them, zero RB, zero wide receiver, all of these things. The best thing to know when you are going into your draft, be fluid. Just be fluid with how you're approaching things. Have your cheat sheets ready for the way that your league scores and make sure you are getting guys at a value. If you're in the beginning of your draft or if you're at the end of your draft, it's okay to reach for your ADP. Or if you're in a really, really good league, sometimes ADP goes out the window. It's always going to depend on who you draft with. Always, always, always. So be very fluid and be very flexible, but make sure you have something handy for when somebody snipers your guy and you don't fall into the dreaded draft tilt and then pick like Tavon Austin in the fifth round because he was the first name that popped up. I did not do that. I was on a live stream where someone did do that and his name, I'm not going to say it, but he works for the NFL Network and I was <laughs> I was watching when he did this. It was pretty What funny. does it rhyme with? Just tell us what it rhymes with and then <laughs> no. you won't technically No? Okay. Nope, nope, won't do it because it's very obvious if I say who it rhymes with. That's why you suggested it. You'll admit it too if you, if you say, oh my gosh, you did that that tilt pick. But yeah, it's pretty funny. Just so, just remember to stay fluid and uh, be flexible when you're drafting. But um, I'm a big I'm a big proponent of getting my roster set. I like that. I like having, okay, now I have my starters at the correct ADP that I have gone for. So when I'm filling out my bench is when I really like to take those dart throws. I really like to look at that. Less dart throws this year, I'm going to go a little bit more safety. And I am going to be drafting more than one quarterback in a single quarterback league, as well as the tight end position. I'm going to be looking to shore those up more so than I ever would in any other year. Nice. Doubling mm -hmm. up on the onesies, just kind of anticipating yes, injuries and all that. Absolutely. Injuries, sickness, you know, like who knows? Because it may be a situation where this, let's say, um, I don't know, the center, you know, gets sick. You know, like that's the quarterback is all up in the center's business. 
all the time. So who's to say that quarterback, even though he's not ill, is going to have to quarantine for two weeks. So I need to have another veteran that I know is going to be a starter. Hopefully they don't get sick at the same time. But that does mean I am going to have to sacrifice some of those dart throws I normally would have taken in a previous year without having to deal with this kind of injury concerns and illness concerns. Yeah, it sounds like you're drafting uh, in our home league here. <laughs> I... Yeah, but I'm going to need to use some of those tips in our home league, I think, this year just to uh, to stay above water. But, Lauren, if you have to go, thank, thank you. you so much. We, you, we don't want to keep you from your company for so long. Yeah, uh, okay, I, not an old phrase. It's company. I'm having company. <laughs> I use it, too. You're good. I know. I know TK was like, who says company? I'm like, I do. I know I'm 36, but, I mean, I'm not old like, time both of I'm, not I'm 35. I'll be 36 <laughs> in January. So, yeah, okay. oh, old I feel so crazy. old. <laughs> How old are you, Dustin? Are you like 27? 40. Really? Nicely done. Wow. Oh, thank you. Thank My you. My husband is 52, and he does that. not look a day over 40. Like, I swear to God. When I met him, he was 41, and I was 26, and I could have sworn he was not a day over 30. Like, just that young face, you know, perfect skin, asshole. <laughs> Meanwhile... I'm like, I need more drinks than give me my anti-wrinkle cream. It's the only <laughs> way I survive. <laughs> By the way, are you saying that he is an asshole or that he also has a perfect asshole? I really could not follow that. Oh, that's the exactly. world. I actually had the same question for a second. <laughs> Wait, asshole, I did not have that question. No, men are all assholes because they all age well. All right, you're like fine wine, okay? We are not. We're like grapes in the sun. Raisins versus wine. Not not good. Not good. We have we have surgery and facials and chemicals that burn our skin off just to regrow some nice pink stuff. So enjoy your youthful, lovely men's skin. <laughs> um, Lauren, I think the, the takeaway is uh, be a be a wine and not a raisin. I, I like that. Does that mean uh, I'm allowed to wine? It's beautiful. Yes. And I can eat cheese then. That was so deep. <laughs> Somebody stitched that onto a pillow. I want it. I do. Be a wine, not a raisin. That needs to go on. That is going on my can wall. I've been wondering. Look, I've been wondering what to put. Look, look all this room I have up there. I am going to put that oh, right okay. above my door. I'm going to put that right above my door. Be wine, not a raisin. <laughs> Be wine, not a raisin, baby. I love it. Wow. I think that's perfect. Ferment. Don't wither. Well, tell uh, your company that we say hello uh, and you and mike will have to get on a group chat sometime and talk about your old-timey phrases and your shag carpeting like i didn't know i was that old i'm an old-timey company and company, pulling yeah. out phrases no one's ever heard of <laughs> next thing you know i'm like speaking in old english and reciting beowulf to y'all like does that make me old Say I also have a record player, and there's an eight-track in the garage. So, uh, totally hip right now. That is lit. Go play your Atari. I got a record player right up there. So. All right, so I'm not that old. All right. <laughs> On the top of his touch that he'll never use. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it's there. All right, know, but there. Been, like, that thing, the vinyl record players are like super hot right now. They no, are. I don't have one. I have VHS tapes. But that sound, you cannot beat the sound of a vinyl record. I'm sorry. True story. Nothing is going to be that all right, I'm just going to go out and start yelling at me and start charging in here. I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm sorry I had to cut it short. Yeah, oh, no. Right. Thanks, Thanks for making time for us. Lauren. Have a good night. Love you guys. Bye. See you. Bye. I feel like our sponsor should be Metamucil now. Um, we should go back and actually redo the ad drop that we did at the start of this thing. I feel like some Werther's Originals. Sausage uh, cuts. <laughs> <laughs> no. But. <laughs>
So getting back to some basic monster strategies that you guys have, is there anything else that you guys are kind of leaning towards more, either generally or this year, that you've just found yourself like, oh man, I can't get out of a round without having so many wide receivers, or I can't wait until a certain round to get a quarterback. Like, I have to be an early quarterback person this year. I will say, I so my general strategy for this year, and not that it's been on purpose, but like this has just been sort of the way I've seen my drafts roll out so far. Um, I, I've been heavy on running back early, and I've been hitting those mid-tier wide receivers so hard because I've realized that there are a few of those guys going in like the fourth, fifth, sometimes sixth round that I have projected really highly, and I – like Terry McLaurin, I I did my best to stifle his his projection. I actually had to bump him down. So like when I initially did my projections of off season, he came out as the wide receiver four, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I've gotta adjust that. Like we, it, it did not, it didn't work. So, like I I really had to like look at my projections, and I had to like actually take the time to move him down and be like, all right, I need to project this guy back to reality. Like there are these mid range guys that like between him, AJ Brown, even I think is a, a great value for his potential ceiling. There are so many guys, DJ Chark. Oh my Lord. Is that boy going to catch a lot of football? Mm-hmm. Like there are so many guys in that mid range that I'm not forcing myself to take a Devonte Adams. So I do like think he's a wide receiver one. I just, I haven't liked the teams where I've taken those wide receivers early. They haven't worked out for me. But can I be honest? Is this a swearing podcast? Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, so this year is fuck it year. Like, <laughs> pretty much my strategy, too. It's literally like nobody's safe, right? Like, even if you are a, a safe uh, player position, like, if you've never had an injury in your life, it doesn't mean you're not going to catch COVID and have to sit out. Like, it nobody is safe this year and i'm looking at this as like shoot for the moon go for the upside like tyler higby you're on all my rosters because i know the ceiling is so high uh julio jones like ceilings hot like i am literally just shooting the moon for everything because we have nothing to lose this season and i think if if covid actually starts to infiltrate the nfl it is going to be everywhere it is going to affect everyone Nobody will be safe. So, like, just draft the team that you want. Like, don't don't confine yourself to rules or a roster. Like, draft the guys you want to watch play football. And that makes fantasy football fun. And worry about the rest later. If you need to trade a guy, like, draft the best value. Great. And take it from there. I don't know. It's it's supposed to be fun, guys. Fun. I love that. Mm-hmm. I want yeah. the fu- I want fuck it 2020 now in a pillow as well alongside <laughs> the other one. That, that can mean a lot of things though, <laughs> Can we that can get that on a shirt? We can put all that on the shirt. And Troy, I want that to mean all the things. I want people to come over to my house, Holy see God. that on the couch, and not really know what they're getting themselves into. You know, like do I <laughs> do I stay? Do I take my shoes but off? Do you want or? them to be like sort of like almost feel like they know what they're saying? Like they they almost understand it. It, but they're like, I don't really get it at all. Like they're gonna sit like, on the opposite side of the room from that pillow. I'm, I'm sure of it. Um, yeah. just, I think it'll I'm feel. I'm not like going anywhere near that pillow. Oh yeah. So if that's how I my feet. Loves me no. enough to order me that pillow. I need that pillow. I'm sure, it's on Etsy somewhere. 
Perfect. Perfect. Mike, you said you're kind of following the fuck it vibe for this year, too. Does that mean are you also kind of embracing homerism, maybe? Are you just going like, screw it, I want the guys who I want to watch more? No, to be honest with you, I've never been like a homer fantasy football guy. You know, I'll have very few. You don't have anything to draft. There's plenty of draft. <laughs> Why is it getting up on Mike night tonight? I mean, what's up with that? Um, Sorry, I've, I've had I've been drinking. It's it's fine. I don't care. Um, you know, there are a lot of good things to draft in Philadelphia. I'll go over them quick. Um, there's Carson Wentz, first Eagles quarterback, throw four thousand yards in a year. You have Zach Ertz, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Jalen Rager is hurt right now, but could be their wide receiver one. Miles Sanders, ever heard of him? Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, Boston Scott could have some good standalone value but as far as the fuck it 2020 i find that if you go into drafts saying this is my strategy for this draft in this league you're just you're not going to win because you need to um like lauren said you need to be fluid with your drafts you can't go in and say i'm going to go zero running back i'm going to go zero qb in this super flex league you just can't do that um i'm going to talk about it again uh garrett price always says take best player available so, thank you, Porkman. Porkman, why do you look so angry in that picture, dude? Seriously. I would tell him, man. He looks scary. Yeah, Porkman, but he's, he's like the least. Yo, Porkman is the least scary person in he the is. world. Though. And is. I'll tell you what. I have had the opportunity of meeting Porkman in person. He's one of the most fantastic people I've ever had the opportunity to spend an afternoon with. So, Porkman, you're my dude. Love you. All the guys in the Dynasty Rewind, you're all my dudes. The only one I haven't met yet is Shevin because he lives in Arizona. But uh, we are going to make that happen eventually. But back to drafting, um, you, you can't just go in with a set strategy like I'm taking quarterback this round, running back this round, wide receiver this round. It just doesn't work. You know what I mean? Because if you miss out on DeAndre Hopkins, if you miss out on Nick Chubb to get a different position just because you want to go there, how's that going to work? So you, you have to go into the your strategy should be fuck it, but <laughs> I want to win this thing, especially in redraft. It's not dynasty. You just got to go for the gusto. Are you so, you know, I don't know, because you guys predominantly dynasty here on Drinking Talk Fantasy Football. Honestly, I, I don't listen to the podcast anymore. I was watching on YouTube oh. when I've had like six beers in me. So <laughs> You put I'm the mute button on? <laughs> no, mute button is down the light. a little bit. <laughs> Dude, Dustin's voice is so soothing. I love it. Seriously. Oh, I appreciate that. I kind of want you to come read me a bedtime story sometime. But, um, I am game for that. You give me a case of beer, I am all over that. I'll send you guys some more lines. How's that sound? I love it. That's so good. Kate, you're a fan of The Office, right? Uh, I am literally obsessed, and I want to get a tattoo. So I sent uh, Jake and Dustin each a bottle of Lion's Head, which Dwight drinks in the series. So really? it, is, it is a real thing, and it's fantastic. It's actually my preferred beer, but I'm going crafty tonight. But um, it's yeah, a good so beer. So are you guys um are you guys mostly dynasty? Are you you're everything, right? We're everything that you've ever wanted us to be, Mike. I mean, what yeah. kind of question is that? No, but it's, uh, during the off season, we're uh, we're certainly more dynasty focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we are turning on the uh, the heat for the redraft here, mm-hmm. obviously because it's a week away from real fucking oh, football. And by I just the way, can't wait. I know. Which is bonkers. My pants just got tight saying that out loud. Sorry for the overshare. There, it's not women are here. There's in the That's why I only record from the chest up. Everybody should know that by now. It's in my Twitter bio. Uh, so Troy, I I'm very curious to hear now. So we've everybody's we've gotten everybody's fuck it version of 2020. Do you have a fuck 
bucket version of 2020 for your for your bucket, roster. Bucket, be wine, not a grape. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kate said it all. But, um, so I would say that my strategy, right, so my ideal strategy, if my draft can go perfectly, it's going to go running back early, middle round receivers, late tight end, late quarterback. But you got to be flexible, just like everybody's saying. So in the draft I just recently did on ESPN, when – DDP, oh, man, that's not all over the place. So I was drafting, right? I got Saquon Barkley. In the second round, I'm like, okay, running backs were flying off the board. And then I'm like, you know what? The best value there was Kenny Galladay. Normally, I don't want my another wide receiver there. But I'm like, hey, that was the best one. And then I saw like D, I saw like David Johnson and Todd Gurley going like in the third round. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing that. So I just kept getting receivers and getting receivers. And you know what? That's not my normal strategy, but I had to – I had to adapt. You have to be adaptable if you want to win. You got to grab value. So that's so. But overall, my ideal strategy is I love my running backs. I'm a running back guy. So that's really my ideal, what I would prefer to do in terms of my bucket strategy or whatever. But you know what? I'm like everybody's saying, I just want to have fun. No one knows who's going to get COVID, who's going to get injured, who's going to stay healthy. So for me, it's all about having fun. You know, I'm trying to get my guys, there's certain guys I want on my roster all the time. You know, I already mentioned Cam. I love like Hollywood. I love Robert Woods. If I can get them on my roster, I am because I want to root for them every week and watch them play. So that's kind of my strategy. I like it. Mm-hmm. Bucket 2020 cheerlead for your guys. <laughs> and get running backs if you can early. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I've been, it's been hard for me doing like mock drafts because I keep passing up running backs because of exactly what you talked about. Like there's just, I always have a guy in mind that I'm going to take for a running back at that spot. It just happened last week on our mock draft episode. And then there'd be a wide receiver or maybe a tight end there that I was just like, well, I can't not draft this guy. <laughs> yeah. I heard how far they fell. So it just happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just happens. But, uh. Dustin, do you have any? I know you have a burning question, actually, that you wanted to wrap up on here. I do. Uh, since this is the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football podcast, what are some of the best and or worst drunk trades you guys have ever made? Kate, or seen. Seen or, or seen. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we've all been there. We've all had a couple drinks and like, ooh, let's make some trades and, and send some stuff out, see what happens. And then the next day you wake up, you're like, Ah, oh, fuck. What did I do? Oh, God. <laughs> Dustin, do you know what mine is? Have I... Do you, could you pick mine, do you think? Like, do you know what my worst drunk trade is, Dustin? I don't. And maybe it's because okay. I'm in my second crawler of the night, but no, I don't know. <laughs> oh! Second crawler? <laughs> I love mm-hmm. that. Damn, boy. Yeah. Well, right. It was a rough, rough day at work. <laughs> Every day is a rough day at work, my man. True story. <laughs> I gave and up. Guys, two if you do it, round. you love. You'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, my <laughs> shitty job pays really well and takes care of my wife and daughter, so I gotta keep going. I don't have a choice right now. One day, one day it will happen. It will. You don't stop believing. Uh, very, very famous and knowledgeable band once said that. And, uh, <laughs> I wonder who that could be. Every day, I, 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 I think of Toto. Uh, <laughs> I got my uh, my terrible trade here that I was stone cold sober when I made, but it might have been Ooh. a drunk trade. I was on the golf course, so I probably had some beers in me. I okay. traded away Alvin Kamara, and I received David Montgomery, a first and second round draft pick. When was this? When did you make Last this? Last year. Last year when Kamara was kind of stinking, my team was in the tanks, so I... You never sell low, man. 
Yeah. That's the lesson. Well, you know, I let someone talk me into it when I, I was a couple that. beers in on the golf course and having a good time. So, and actually, this same guy, can I bounce this off you guys real quick? I hate to, to do this. Sure. He sent me a trade offer today. Okay. <laughs> I would send him Alexander Madison and a second round pick, and I would receive Jordan Howard and a fourth. Wait, repeat that one more time. Okay. I would send him Alexander Madison and a second. And I would receive Jordan Howard in a fourth. No, oh, that's yeah. awful. That is so god awful. Okay, thank you. Okay, so when I declined it, he laughed at me and said, "Good luck this year." It's like my team in that league isn't great, but I know that. But I did just get Matt Breda for you know like a late second that I didn't have anybody there I really wanted with the way the draft was going, so I traded that for him. I think he could be a decent running back three for me. I might be on the brink of playoffs. Probably not a championship team. I know that. Um, but still, he has Dalvin Cook. So Alexander Madison is better for him. That's more value for him. That trade helps him more than me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his, his team is the team to beat in the league. I don't want his team to get better. We need to help you get retribution for that previous trade, and, and that was certainly not the way to do it. Oh, oh no, it, it's okay, because now I'm going behind his back and telling everyone in the league, yeah, no, no, that's a bad trade. You don't want to trade with him, man. <laughs> I can help you out over here. Oh, so, that's terrible. He's going to see that mistrust. Baby steps. That's how it works. But that is my worst trade. And maybe it's not the worst I've made. I'm sure I've made other. That's the one I regret the most, which to me makes it the worst. Fair. Hey, that's fair. I think that's right. I don't uh, remember. Hey, guys. Um, so I have Michelle on the line. She's not here, but she's going to make a special appearance. What? What's up? Hey, am, I, am I on? Can they hear me? Can you hear her? What's up, Michelle? Yeah, we got you. Just piecing out. Oh. Immediately. I love oh. it. Oh my god. Um, yeah, it was a rough um Oh no. It's been a rough like six years since Michelle met me because she just hasn't won in fantasy since. <laughs> can, I ask, can I ask you recall the level of drunkenness that she was at for, for some of these? Um, I actually don't think she was drunk enough to justify. <laughs> like like Michelle can drink. I'm shocked. But, but like she was not drunk enough to have made those trades. Like they were, but you know what? It was like literally peak. Like you guys remember Chris Hogan hype? I remember. Oh, you like remember it? Round. Oh, yeah. that was a. And you remember Deion Lewis hype, which is so. Uh, yeah. uh, it's weird time. <laughs> Yeah, um, they. I actually wasn't referring to the George Kittle trade, but that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, let her bring it up. There you go. Yeah, no, she, that was all her. I just had to get her involved because those were some bad trades, and you guys didn't get to hear her talk to me. So. Those were real bad. I'm glad that you brought her in to share and commiserate on that. That That's pretty hardcore shit. <laughs> um, I don't even know if you can top that, but Troy, do you have anything that comes to mind? I don't think I can top that. What I, the thing that really I'm thinking about last year, 
I'm pretty sure I did a trade where I traded away Scary Terry. And I got him off of waivers. Oh, no. I remember I traded away Scary Terry. And I think I got, oh, I think, I'm trying to remember. I think it was like someone like Danny Amendola or something like that. Because he had a big, like, he had like a big week of like, no. like a bunch of past it. And you like, Scary Terry was like a rookie. And I'm like, okay, you're like, you know, I'm in the Redskins. But I, I traded away Scary Terry. It was redraft. So, but I traded away Scary Terry for like Danny right. Amendola. But it was after a hard night. But I think that was probably one of my worst trades I've ever done. That was pretty ugly. <laughs> Look, Danny and Amendola is going to get like, you know, 70 targets this year. He's so He's going to get targets. It, it uh, I regret that. <laughs> that He's going to have like 40 receptions for 40 yards, man. You can't top that. Hey, that's disrespectful. It's going to be like 67 yards at least. Yeah, but Kate, that's like 44 points on the course of a year. That's not that bad, right? Not bad. Not bad. He had like 10 targets one game, and I got excited. He did. It was his first game, and he got like pepper targets. It was wild. Guys, I haven't even told you my worst trade. Oh, yeah. What's your worst? I forgot. Did it involve Mason Rudolph? I am my first Dynasty League ever. I'll never forget. I was drunk and in the drive-thru of Taco Bell, Hollywood, Florida. Um, oh, Florida. What's I home from the casino. And uh, I, I was in my first Dynasty League. I had no idea what anything was in Dynasty whatsoever. And I traded a first and a third pick for Doug Martin. Oh. In his, his bounce-back season... <laughs> oh God! No, was that when he was with the Raiders, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no, God. no, it was his. Uh, he was with the Bucks. Was oh, his last year with the Bucks. Okay. He was back to the Bucks. He like what? He was like suspended, and then he was like oh, banged God. up. So he was coming back fully healthy. It was going to be his year, and it was not his year at all. Oh, and no. I suffered the price. And guess what, guys? It was the one on one, and it was Saquon Barkley. No! Oh, oh, oh. oh God! Hey, Kate, while we're talking about Saquon Barkley, what do you think of that trade that Michelle made in Sons of Dynasty League? I actually liked it, and I'm like, it sort of grosses me out. Here we, I'll, I'll pull the trade up. So, I wanna, yeah, I want to know. So Michelle is here. the Saquon Barkley manager here. Um, let me see, sleeper. Did everybody else get that weird sleeper uh, thing the other night? Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Some sort of live. You could do some live thing now in your drafts, I guess. But I heard that if you use it, like your phone is just blowing up. Yeah. No, it literally. So I got, yeah, it was the, what, the audio thing that just kept. Yeah, the audio thing. Yeah. Woke me up out of a dead sleep. and I. My phone's always on silent anyway, so I don't need that noise, you know. Okay, don't call me. Don't call me if there's an emergency. Everybody, call my wife; <laughs> she'll answer. Oh yeah, don't call yeah, me. Call anybody, anybody but me. All right. So this trade, <laughs> Michelle gave up Saquon Barkley. She received Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Robert Woods, and Denzel Mims. Thoughts? Oh no, I keep Barkley all day. Dustin, play the drunk trade drop right here. Yeah. Okay. Look, so I'm she, even a big Robert Woods guy, but holy shit, you can get a lot. Should've, you get so much more. You know, she should have gotten a first on top of that. And seeing as I know the guy that she traded with has four firsts next year, he could have sacrificed one. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is great. Don't get me wrong; he's going to be a fantastic running no. back in that system. But Saquon Barkley, 
he's 101 or 102, depending on how you draft. I mean, and I get why she did it. If she's a CEH fan, she got her guy. And Robert Woods could be a wide receiver one. Absolutely. And who's the third piece in that? I forget. Um, Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims. I will say, I think Michelle is higher on Denzel Mims than than consensus. It's, I mean, especially right now, maybe I'm Denzel Mims given the injuries um, and just the fact that the Jets are so bad. Yes. But the division is wide open, but I just think I think she could have gotten for arguably one of the best running backs in the NFL. That is fair. Right mm-hmm. I think she could have gotten more too, to be honest. And I would have loved if she would have gotten more, especially considering who she traded with. You know what I mean? I love love Nick, but we're talking about this roster though. I feel like I deserve a little bit of credit. Uh, in this league, I feel like I really like beefed my roster around. I sold off a lot of assets while still keeping AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, Marquise Brown, uh, Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson. I have all these pieces, and this was a like a firm rebuild. And I got Zach Moss, um, AJ Dillon. I got a lot of pieces in the rookie draft, and I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's see. I've got two firsts, a second, and a third next year. I feel I feel really good about those two firsts. I feel Come like I deserve like Vaughn. a reward. Keyshawn okay. Vaughn's for sale. He's on my bench right now. I think. <laughs> no one wants Keyshawn Vaughn. <laughs> she wants Keyshawn Vaughn. She could have him. You can have that third that I have. Well, I'm gonna need a little bit more than third. No, <laughs> <laughs> no you're on this podcast at do this it. moment. Let's do, do it, it, everybody. Yeah. Let's complete. Let's make cycle. it happen. He's worth it. Right now, he's that would actually be kind of fun. That would be good content. That would be fun. Well, let me see what's going look, on. What can, look, what, Mike, what can we get uh, on your side to get this thing moving? Kate, what can we get on your side to just facilitate uh, a trade Ooh, here? I like that. Let's get this is, uh, moving. Let's get everybody jazzed. Well, I have other trade offers, too. Oh, I sent the trade. You got it. Don't you go talking up other trade offers trying to get that price jacked up. I know exactly what you're doing right now. (laughs) Well, no, I I couldn't remember if I received one or I sent one. All right, let's see, MJ Bauer. Do your work. <laughs> Ooh, Raquel Armstead. Do you want to just trade, um, like one of my two or my two of my firsts for Raquel Armstead? Wait, do I have Raquel Armstead? You do. I'm looking at your team. That's why. <laughs> also, Kate, I'd like to. While we're live on air, you also have two players no longer eligible on IR. Please move them out of IR. That's the real thing thrown on the podcast. Wait, I know you actually just cut out. What happened? Um, you have two players no longer eligible on IR. No, it's because I'm a commissioner and I have people constantly hounding me. Hey, this guy has people in IR. It's like, dude, it's, it's can relax. You know what I mean? It's the it's yeah, the, like it's preseason. Wait, next, is somebody bugging you about me? No, no. Like in my other leagues, I have people like, hey, this guy, you know, they got people not in IR anymore. It's like, dude, chill. Chill. Oh, All right, so I got Raquel. <laughs> no, you want what's his name? You want? He's gonna throw yeah. out a garbage name. Just wait for it. It's gonna be I'm an absolute garbage name. Oh my god, I have Johnny Smith. Hey yo. Hey yo. I'm high on Johnny Smith this year. <laughs> Dustin, you are too, right? Let's yeah. see. Daryl. That's the understatement of the year. Handcuff to H. Kyle Allen. 
All right, it's become abundantly clear that this mm -hmm. trade is actually not going to happen with the names that you guys are throwing out here. I but have I do, Harris. Can you do us a favor? Can you throw out, because I do want this to happen, and, and I hope that it happens. And when it does, please throw out the trade for us and tag us in it so that oh, we can talk shit about it next week on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we want to do. We'll really. figure something out. Why you have a lot of first-round picks, though. <laughs> I, have a, I also have Traquan Smith, who I hear is primed for a breakout. Everybody, oh, no. no what they say. It's what they say. We're going to get Drake this figured Smith out. Actually okay. factors into my worst trade that I ever made. Uh, I It was his oh, first year in. It was Traquan's rookie season. I was like, I want some Traquan action. And it was the same year that Albert Wilson was uh, like going to be oh, a thing. He was going to be a thing. Ooh. And I traded away uh, two second round picks. And it was, uh, oh, what was the tight end? I traded away a good tight end with it, too, to get Albert Wilson and oh, Traquan no. Smith on my team. And then those two second-round picks the following year ended up, one of them was A.J. Brown, I believe, because it was like a 201 or something. It was like early seconds, both of them. Um, uh, and now I forget who the tight end was, but it was the saddest. I reflected on it uh, later, like a year later. Because you know how you do you guys do that? Do you ever go back through your trades you've made, like your trade history, and be like, and vomit? Yeah. I, I get too sad. I try not to too much. Yeah, I get um, so sad about it. It made me so depressed for like the full day. Like, no, what have I done? It was sad. It was real sad. Dustin, do you have any? You've had a shit ton of bad trades, right? <laughs> oh, come on. I don't make bad trades. I don't get drunk. It's fine. I'm a champion drinker. Um, <laughs> guys, I have to head out. I love you all. Hey, hey, thank thanks you for joining for us. Being on the show. Good hanging out. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. So Justin, I know you've had one. So one of the worst trades I've made, uh, and it just happened recently, and it really makes me sad. So uh, this is a team I just won the championship on this last season and just looking to add some depth to my team. So it's a one QB league, nothing special, no PP or it's PPR, but no tight end premium, anything like that. So this was about a week before the opt-outs started happening. I, uh, Got Damian Williams in a trade and a third round, a late third round pick, and I gave up uh, Daniel Jones. So basically, oh. ended up being Daniel Jones for a third round pick. Wow! Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> that was not good. No, it was a little disappointing, to say the least. I was that hoping was to the add that depth. Statement <laughs> I've ever heard about that trade. That was that's nice. bad, bro. It was bad. <laughs> hey, which one of you guys um, is Dustin? Are you? Able to put comments up on the screen? Yeah, so absolutely. You can you put Porkman's last comment up on the screen, please? All right. Fuck you, Porkman. In that league. So I have no choice but to trust him here, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's pretty bad. I you know, I was trying to make playoffs, I was trying to do this and that and it, it didn't work. <laughs> Look, it but you've work. assessed. Now you can go back, rebuild, reload, do whatever you got to do, and you'll you'll come out swinging later. I'm sure of it. Mm -hmm. I, I will. I mean, it might take some time. You know, you gotta. And this is one of those times where you have to. In the dynasty leagues, you need to play the waiver wire and be smart mm -hmm. with how you move guys. So you know, play it like a redraft league this year. That's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to try my best. There's and here's the thing though. There's a lot of good people in that league. It's not. 
it's not like you're the only analyst in a league full of everyday guys. You know what I mean? Not to say anything bad about the people that aren't analysts, because you know, hey, I'm not getting paid for this either. I got news <laughs> for everybody. But you that's know, that's not true. I've heard your manscaped uh, yeah. advertising. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh my god! By the way, you should see. <laughs> watch the show this week. Listen to the show. I got the new read throughs there. I want, hilarious. <laughs> I want to know who's who's coming up with these read through men. I'm printing it out and I look at it and I go, "Do I really have to say this? Do I? Do I really have to say this?" Um, but I lost my train of thought. You're killing me. I'm old, man. You can't do I'm this. I'm so sorry. Me. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. So you know, I'm just gonna work that way. Where hey, this league is stacked. You know what I mean? So the people in it are good fantasy players. So it's hard. But you know what's really disheartening? I dropped my phone. Um, like every league I'm in. I'm projected to lose my first first game of the season. Every problem, single bro. one. Yahoo, my one redraft league I'm in, it told me I should have auto drafted, and it said that I was going to go one and twelve. Damn. Oh, yeah. that's and brutal. Like, Hold on a second. Like my team is not bad. You know what I mean, bro? Like, you know, every year from telling you. Yeah, every year from ESPN after our home league uh, draft, my teams are always like C plus, C, C minus. Like my teams are just awful every year, and it or according to ESPN. So I don't take any stock in those. Me neither. You should. Yeah. I don't. Even, but it's like I'm sitting here thinking, like I should auto drafted. Like, come on, because I took I took Leonard Fournette and DJ Chark. Now this was Sunday before Fournette got released, so obviously at the time he was still Jaguar, mm-hmm. and it seemed like. A- at that time, Sunday at eight o'clock Eastern time, Fournette seemed like a solid redraft play, right? We could all agree on that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I took, I took DJ Chark later because he's good. Yeah, the I Jaguars love Chark. And now it's like, oh, you took a pair of Jaguars. Your team sucks. It's like you young. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just went Minshew just to really complete the whole thing and just say I'm fuck a, you to the system. You know, I might grab him off waivers just to be that guy. I'm see if DD Westbrook's out there too. We're just gonna we're gonna go all Jaguar. I'll go one and twelve all Jaguar teams. Despite Yahoo, I don't care. <laughs> I love it. Not to spite Yahoo, uh, you're right. a better uh, grape than a raisin or a wine than a raisin. Fuck it. I don't know. We have so many things we need stitched on. California to, uh, raisins. Remember that show? <laughs> oh, I loved it. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. You, you could get the little can. figurines and the Hardee's, uh, their, the Hardee's like Happy Meal back in the day. Oh, it was awesome. Yep. Have one in my garage. I'm going to send you a picture of it tomorrow. Nice. My goodness. Well, guys, now that we've alienated officially every listener, I'm pretty sure, because we care about California races. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Seriously, this has been fantastic. This is just, this is what we wanted. We just wanted melee amongst our favorite people. That's exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, So appreciate it. If you guys go ahead, drop for our listeners one more time. Where can they find you guys? What are you guys working on? Let them know. King, you go first, my man. Of course, appreciate it. So I'm a writer for Dynasty Happy Hour, so you can find my work there. I have have a few articles on the website, so please check it out. I'm also one of the co-hosts for Fantasy Football Confidential. It's starting next week, next Wednesday, 9, 9 at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check us out. It's going to be me. It's going to be John Bauer and Mitch Sorensen, the dudes from Dynasty Theory, and the one and only Linda G. She's at Lindellian on Twitter. You know, she's a rock star. I'm so excited to be joining forces with them. We're a crazy crew. But, you know, our content, obviously, is going to be fantasy football. Draft, Dynasty, DFS, all that. We're going to get into deeper issues as well, like race in fantasy football and also women in the industry. So it's going to be a, a really in-depth show. So I'm excited. But also you can find me at 
I'm all over your timeline and people have been calling me Timeline Troy because you're going to see me every <laughs> single day. So check me out, man. Appreciate everybody's you know, support and love. So And thank you guys again for having me on. Absolutely. I second that, Troy. This is the second time I've got to talk to you in person. And Dustin, Jake, this is the second time I've got to talk to you guys in person as well. Actually, Jake, this is the third time for you. Um, before I tell you where I'm at, make sure if you're here because of anyone else, you go hit the subscribe button to Drinking and Talking Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. These two handsome gentlemen, you want to see their faces as much as you can. You can find me on Twitter at the Embower85. If you listen to Dynasty Rewind, you'll you'll hear that I want you to subscribe to this show, not this show, but <laughs> the Dynasty Rewind at Dynasty Rewind. We're coming at you guys every Friday night live, Saturday morning on your podcast player. We throw in a bunch of uh, live streams as well. Tuesday night, actually tomorrow night, we're going to be talking trades with Alexa Del Rock. Tuesday night, Jared Wackerly is going to be on talking how to scout Devi in a depleted NCAA season. So you don't want to miss that. But most importantly, because you're here, subscribe, rate, and review to Drinking and Talking Fantasy. Cheers to you guys. Two of my favorite guys in the fantasy industry, Troy. You know, I'm going to add three. Okay, these two right here are fantastic. (laughs) Troy, you are the man. Hats off to Lauren. Hats off to Kate. Wish Michelle could have been here, but I get it. When duty calls, she had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Listen, guys, cheers. Thank you again for having me on so much. I hope to be back on sometime. And once again, we're going to have you guys on the Dynasty Rewind playing some drinking fantasy games. I think I found out a way that we can make that happen. Jake, you and I are going to get wait. together one weekend. We're going to figure this Here's out. Make sure it goes. Also, I see down in the mm-hmm. comments, Shevin says, go Bears. So let's get a go pack go. For yeah, my that's college. right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. I love you, bud. <laughs> Gentlemen, you guys, Mike, Troy, we love you guys. You guys are the gentlemen amongst gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And yes, would be remiss if we did not once again mention that Kate and Lauren coming on. Both fantastic. You should be following everybody that was, that was on this podcast. And if you are not, you are just doing it wrong. Yeah, you're missing uh, out. You're missing out on good content. So definitely. Justin, you want to take us out here? Yes. Um, Mike, I couldn't have said it better than you really did. Uh, uh, thank you for all that. But you can find us on Twitter at Drinking Fantasy. That is our podcast Twitter page. And you can find me at FF Dusty Dog on Twitter. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge. And until next time, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers. <laughs>